0: Good morning. Welcome to the Mr. Irrelevant podcast. It is Wednesday, May 31st. I'm Jamie Montrum. I'd like to talk about the Bryce Harper Hunter Strickland incident, even though it's two days past. Uh, this is our first podcast since that happened. Uh, we did blog about it on the site, MrIrrelevant.com, and I don't know what more you want from us. Uh, but I'm not going to rehash everything about the fight, even though everything about it was awesome, except for Harper not hitting Strickland with his helmet. Um, that would have made it that much better. But the whole thing worked out about as well as it could have for the Nats. I mean, Harper didn't get hurt. No one got hurt other than Mike Morse, ex-NAT, who got laid out by Jeff Samarja, who was going after Harper with an intensity that was somewhat uncommon. Um, But Harper actually, I mean, not Harper, Morse actually got a concussion. He's out seven days on the DL. Uh, But all the other stuff around it was very positive for the Nats. I mean, you didn't hear anything, any sort of discord about Harper shouldn't have charged or Harper had it coming. None of that. I mean, every indication was this is a a team united. Uh, Jason Worth, Daniel Murphy were like, you know, first responders to the fight scene. Um, You know, there was no indication that this was not a tight-knit group, uh, that, that they didn't have Harper's back or anything like that. All the quotes in the clubhouse were kind Of anti Strickland, <laughs> if you could label it that way, uh, it was all good, and then they responded the next night by facing Samarja, the guy who went after Harper so aggressively, and put two runs on the board in the first inning with a few base knocks. Beat the Giants, I think it was six to one. Uh, didn't retaliate or lower themselves down to the Giants level. The Giants are, you know, uh, one of the worst teams in the National League this year. Uh, so why even go there? Why even do that? All around, it was just really positive. And I think in the end, it's one of those things that maybe builds a team's character, brings it together over the course of a six-month regular season that can seem never-ending. This is one of those those spikes where you know, fans get interested both locally and nationally, where the team can you know be on the top step of the dugout and, and bring an intensity to the game that's somewhat uncommon for the month of May. And, you know, the way they handled it is indicative of the way this season is going also. I mean, it's going great. Uh, the offense is the best in the league. You'd expect it to be good, but, you know, they were like eighth last year. They added Adam Eaton, so you think, yeah, maybe they get better, but Eaton's been out most of the season and will be out the rest of the way. Michael A. Taylor's stepped in and performed admirably. I mean, he's not not great, and you expect him to regress, but he's he's filled that gap. You've got Harper and Zimmerman hitting at an MVP level. You've got uh, Rendon and Murphy hitting at like a high All Star level, and Trey Turner. You expect him to elevate and maybe join <laughs> Rendon and Murphy in that stratosphere. I mean, that's that's half. That's more than half the lineup right there. It's an incredible uh, you know offensive team. And of course, the starting pitching is incredible, and you know they've all for the most part have been healthy. You hope that continues. Uh, they've got some really good signs, really good starts lately from Roark and Ross and even Geo. I mean, if if Roark, Geo and Ross are pitching well, this rotation is is something else. And the bullpen, yeah, I mean the bullpen's been a wreck, but Coda Glover has come in and looked fantastic as the closer in the past couple weeks. Uh, his stuff is really good. He's got four pitches. He's got you know mid to high 90s with movement. Um, I, I think he's got like four or five of his last... Well, whatever, I won't even mention it, but he's pitched really well. And of the pre-existing nationals that were you know, in that bullpen, the best possible outcome with regard to who could emerge as the closer would be Cody Glover. He's the young guy uh, with, the, with the filthy stuff. The question was just, is he ready for this? Can he shut down you know, the opposition in the ninth and be reliable? Well, I mean, still remains to be seen. But you'd much rather have him emerge as that guy and then slot in the other two closer candidates, Sean Kelly and Blake Trinan, in, in the 7th and 8th or, or what have you. Um, so anyways, the season has gone about as well as it could have. I thought the fight in San Francisco was just a little bit, of of icing on the cake for the first two months of the season. I think it it uh, indicates that this this you know you don't want to read too much into it, put too much stock into it, but you know, if it indicates if anything, this team will will be even stronger going forward. And it's just a team and a season that we should appreciate. I mean it's it's an awesome lineup. It's an awesome rotation. We've got an exciting young closer. They're for the fourth season out of six one of the winningest, if not the winningest team in the league, Um, appreciate this. Enjoy it. We've got four more months to go, and October promises you nothing.